Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome those who have braved the ice and snow and the cold weather. I went to turn the van on as I was coming out here, and it was just like a sheet of ice. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling the cold today. But welcome uh, to Wednesday night prayer. Uh, just a couple things before we get started. Uh, if you have uh, an offering tonight, uh, there's some envelopes in the back. There's a box on the left-hand side. Uh, when you go out the doors, uh, you can uh, just slip it in there on the way out. And uh, just a format for us in the evening here is I'll do a quick opening prayer, and then I do a short teaching uh, for about 15, 20 minutes uh, as the Holy Spirit leads. And then we just enter into a time of prayer, and we just put some worship music on, and we just said, we're going to pray tonight. We got some prayer requests that came in uh, from, from Sunday morning on the connection cards, uh, and even some that maybe have come in through the phone or through email uh, throughout the week or early this week, and so we want to lift those up in prayer collectively as a congregation tonight as well. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you, Lord, that you are a good, good Father. You are so good to us in every single way. And Father, prepare our hearts tonight. Prepare our hearts to receive from you whatever it is you have for us tonight. Individually, I pray that you will speak to each and every person here. And Father, I know someone's going to hear something tonight that has nothing to do with my message. Because your Holy Spirit is present, and your Holy Spirit speaks to us, and we can know him, and we can hear from him, and he will lead and guide us tonight. And we're excited for that, and we're excited for the testimonies that will come from it. Father, we just lift up um, any tithes and offerings tonight. We just bless them. Father, bless the finances of this church, the finances of each and every person that's here tonight. And we just thank you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys, let's turn this, this evening to Matthew 13. Matthew 13. For those who were here on Sunday, I don't know who was here on Sunday, but if you're here on Sunday... As I was giving my message on Sunday, I really felt like there was a portion of my message that I wasn't supposed to share on Sunday, and I was supposed to share it on Wednesday. Anybody remember that? A few of you remember that. So, the, so there's people that want to come and hear what, because somebody here was supposed to hear what I'm going to talk about tonight on, on Wednesday night. So maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe this message is for me, but either way, um, I'm going to share it. What we've been talking about on Sunday mornings is the authority of the believer. And God has really been pressing on my heart that this is a truth that we need to get as the church. We need to understand the authority that we have as born-again believers, as those who have made Jesus our Lord. And the reason being is because we have an enemy. Because we have an enemy. And the enemy's goal, the Bible clearly lays out, is to steal, to kill, and to destroy And the very first thing he tries to do, I believe those are in order, the first thing he tries to do is steal. 
He tries to steal from us. And the very first thing he tries to do is steal the knowledge that we are gaining and getting by reading and understanding the Word of God. It's the thing that he wants to steal first and foremost because that has everything else to do with life and God. Everything else that concerns us is going to flow through the Word. So when we understand who we are in Christ and our inheritance that we have, he wants to steal that. When we can understand the authority that we have as believers, he wants to steal that. When we begin to understand the promises that he has for us, he wants to steal that. We want to understand the calling that we have. He wants to steal it. Our identity, he wants to steal it. So we have to say no. But there's some things we can do to help guard against this, that stealing process that he is trying to go do. So I want to start with it tonight in Matthew 13. A lot of you have heard this parable before. I'm going to start with verse 18, which is kind of the second half of the parable, where Jesus is now explaining the first part of the parable for those who didn't quite understand what he was saying. He's talking to his disciples, and they're like, most of the time he's like, they're like, what? (laughs) Can you explain that a little bit further for me? And so he always does, because he's good, and he's our loving Lord, and he cares about us, and he always wants to explain to us, and he always wants that word to get rooted in our heart. So starting in verse 18, it says, Therefore hear... The parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. I'm going to stop there. So the very first thing we have to do is we need to hear the word of the kingdom. We need to hear it. We need to listen to messages. We need to listen to the Bible app. We need to read it out loud to ourselves. We need to hear the word. It's the very first thing we're going to do. Because there's nothing to steal if the word isn't there. There's nothing. The enemies. there's... What is he going to take? Because the only thing that he cares about is stealing that word away from you. Because when he steals the word, he then can begin to kill and to destroy. So the very first thing he's looking at is trying to take that word. So the very first thing we got to do is hear the word, hear the word. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, I love that, of the kingdom, of the spiritual realm, of his kingdom, we need to get that word buried inside of our heart. It says, and does not understand it. So when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. So for me, that says we need to seek to understand. It is extremely important that we seek to understand. We can do that by asking the Holy Spirit to help us. We do that when, that's why we pray, really, before we, before someone preaches a message or teaches anything, we pray. Open our ears. Soften our heart. Because I want this word to be just ingrained inside of my heart. Sometimes too often, I think, Pastor and I were talking about this over coffee, is that we begin to shy away from understanding the spiritual things, the true spiritual things. You're like, ah, well, what is that? Divine healing or prosperity or laying on of hands or speaking in tongues. And we start to shy away from that. So you know what? I don't want to understand anymore. Guess what? The enemy is stealing from you. He is stealing from you. We have to stop shying away from these things as a church as those who teach and preach the word of God, because it is the truth. It's the truth, and the truth is what sets us free. So if the truth is what sets us free, then we need to understand the truth. And as believers, we need to seek and understand that truth. We have to be intentional about seeking and understanding. Pastor and I were talking about, who are we more concerned with, pleasing God or with man? Who are you more concerned about pleasing, God or man? You know, an interesting, this week the Lord had revealed something to me. He had talked 
to Liz and I actually quite a bit about putting things in order in our life. Putting things in order. And, you know, the order has a lot of things that you can kind of categorize. It could be, you know, order of your closet, getting your shoes in order. It could be order just in your life, getting your financial affairs in order, whatever it means. But what God was really speaking to me is putting the priorities in order. And I knew he was saying that to us. He'd been speaking that to us. And for a couple weeks, I was like, I am, well, for a long time, but I'm on this. I am going to get up early in the morning. I am going to pray. I am going to seek God. And I'm going to, then I'm going to go work out after that. I'm going to go work out after that. Well, you know, I wasn't working out quite as much as I wanted. And I was praying. I was hearing from God. I was just really, I mean, I was just stirred up in my spirit and things were good. And I was like, you know, they have a six o'clock class where I work out, maybe I'm going to start attending the 6 o'clock class. And so I started attending the 6 o'clock. I did this for a couple weeks. And the Lord reminded me this morning. He told me this morning, Jason, hello. Now this is for me. I'm not saying you, you can't go work out before you go spend time with the Lord. You certainly can if God says that's what he wants you to do. But for me, I wasn't supposed to do that. And I was doing it day after day after day. And the Lord said, no, I'm, I'm telling you what I want you to do, Jason, what I want you to do, and you're not doing it. And so this morning was like, okay, I, I sent Liz an email. I got to get this in order. I got to put this in order in the, right, in the right way. Then it says, what happens next? It says, then the wicked one comes and snatches it away. So when it is not ingrained in our heart, when it's not rooted in our heart, the wicked one comes and snatches it away. It means it was there, but it was only there for a minute. It was just there for a minute. He snatches away what was sown in his heart. See, it was sown, but it was only there temporarily. Proverbs 4 says this. This is encouraging words for us. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Give attention to those words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. In your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Because why? Because the Bible knows the word word always confirms the word. Why? Because they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. I I continually think about pastor's x-ray and his MRI or whatever it was on his head and how healthy his brain was. Because he has taken the word of God and he is rooted on the inside and it begins to transform us from the inside out, physically as well. And that's what it means here, by health to all of their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. We need to be intentional about keeping that word in front of us. And it says with all diligence. We have to keep it with all diligence. In the NIV it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Everything that you do flows from it. Go down to the next part of the verses. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. So this sums up receiving seed by the wayside. And when I started to think about the illustration that Jesus was using in this parable, I think of, I mean, honestly, I'm thinking of like a path as you're walking. And I'm going to get into the rest of the part of the path, but if you think of a path... When somebody walks on a path for a long period of time, what happens? It becomes pretty hard. And the next part of the verse talks about the stones and how when the word comes in the stones, it gets choked out. And then it goes into the thorns. And then it goes into the good ground. 
And I just want to paint that illustration now as I get into the rest of it. This is our heart that he's talking about. This is our heart that he is talking about, that Jesus is talking to us about. And if we continue to walk on this same path that everybody, that the world is walking on, the word comes down for a little while and the enemy takes it away. And if it's in the stones, the enemy still can take it away. And if it's in the thorns, it gets choked out. But you know what, guys? We have to be intentional about getting to the good ground. It's not on the path that everybody else is walking on. Guys, it's not on that same path. You know, it's, it's intentional to start walking. Everybody, everybody walk on stones, like really difficult stones to walk on. It's kind of like a little, like you start twisting your ankle. A lot of people would stop right here as they're a little bit off the path. Say, so you know what? That's too much. I like to just go back on this, this easy path right here. Well, guess what happens? When we're just walking on the easy path, what happens? The word. The enemy snatches it away. When you start walking on the stones and your ankles start twisting a little bit, where do you got to go next? You got to get through the thorns next. Uh-oh. Anybody ever walk through thorns? It's not fun. You're all kind of bleeding. You're kind of all chewed up. But guess what? The good ground is just a little bit further. But too many of us, we stop here or we stop here or a lot of times we're just walking over here and we're walking on this path and the enemy is able to take it. Every one of these places, the cares of the world, he can take it there. He can take it here. We have to be intentional about getting into that good ground. Verse 20 But he who receives the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So we're excited. So now this is the guy on the stony place, right? He's like, oh, thank God I got the word. I'm having a little bit of difficulty in life. My ankles are twisting. I'm having some difficulty. He's receiving it with joy, yet he has no root in himself. He can't stand anywhere. He can't stand firm. When you're on a bunch of rocks, how firm can you stand? You can't really stand that firm on a bunch of rocks. And then he says, he says, but he endures only for a while. In verse 20, he says, because he has no root in himself, he only endures for a while. How long can you stand on those rocks? Not very long. Only for a while. Tribulation, persecution arises because of the word. Immediately he stumbles. Immediately he stumbles. When those rocks shake a little bit, when something happens in your life that shakes you a little bit, you're down. You stumble because you haven't made it all the way yet to the good ground. You haven't made it yet where your feet can be firmly planted and receive that word. Then it says in verse 22, now he who receives the seed among the thorns, he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. So you're getting closer now. It feels like you're getting close. You're on the path. This is my, feels like my illustration. The path is here. You're on the stones because, you know, a lot of times stones, you know, they'll kind of line a path, right? And then you have some thorny bushes over here. So now this is the difficult part. In fact, when we used to live in Girard, uh, Grace and I, I think it was Grace and I, we went for a walk. And there was a path that you could walk from our house to the Luciano's house. Not, Paul, not Brother Paul, uh, but his family. There's, they have a couple houses in Girard, and you could walk from our house to their house. Well, on the walk, there's a path. It was pretty easy to walk that way. And then you had to make a turn. Now, I think I made a wrong turn, and a lot of times we make a wrong turn, but I ended up in some thistles, some thorns, and it was brutal. 
But I was stuck in the middle of it, and I had a choice. And I think a lot of times we have a choice. Do you want to just, you know what, I'm just going to get back on that path, or I know where I'm going is right over there. In fact, I can see it. And so I go just a little bit further. Do I go just dig a little bit deeper? Do I go a little bit further to get where I need to go? And we did, and I was, I'll tell you what, I was in a little bit of pain because of it. Guys, it's not easy. You see, the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not going to make it easy. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to, this is the path everyone's walking on. I'm just going to walk right over here in the good soil. Good luck. It's, it, guys, it's not that easy. Life is not that easy. Unless any, has anybody checked on that recently? Ever Google that? Is life easy? Probably the answer comes back, no. It is not easy. Life is not easy. Verse 23. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. I love this. this you've got to the good ground. And so when the seed is coming, your heart is now ready for it. And you see this analogy of going through these stones and these thistles, it's basically saying we've got to prepare our hearts for the word of God. We have to get rid of envy. We have to get rid of strife. We have to get rid of division. We have to get rid of sin in our lives. These are the things that we have to get out. Is that painful? It is, but what you're doing is you're walking over the stones. You're walking through the, 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 the thorns that are cutting you up because you've got to get to the good ground. You have to get to the good ground. I think of having good ground of soil like you got to rototill it. you got to rototill your heart. I'm sorry. But it hurts, and it can be painful, but you got to, because there's rocks in there, and you got to get them out, because you got to make room for the Word of God. You have to clear the path to make room for the Word of God. You know what? The stones have to go, and the path has to get churned up so it can be good soil, and i got to clear the thorns, clear the bushes out of the way, because I have to have some good fertile ground. Rototilling your heart is not pleasant. I'm sorry, but it's something we have to do. We have to go rototill our heart. So how do we do that? How do we do that? For me, I something I need to do more of, we need to begin to memorize Scripture. We have to memorize Scripture. I need to do this more myself. We have to memorize. We have to... Hide the word in our heart. So, right? We have to hide that word in our heart. We have to evaluate our own heart. You have to evaluate your own heart and ask God to soften it. You know, you could try and try and try and try on your own to soften it, but you can't. You need Him to do it. You know, God's the one who brings the rain, does He not? You can't, God's going to be the one that softens this ground and get ready. But there's some work you have to do as well. You've got to crank that rototiller up and start working. You have to put away pride, envy, strife, and division. And one of the most important things we need to do, we need to stay connected with Jesus. What does that mean? How do I do that? I want to jump to John 15 real quick, and I'll end with this. In John 15, 5, it says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So if you're off rototilling on your own, 
you're not going to get very far. You might be pulling stuff out that he doesn't want to pull out just yet. You have to abide with him. You have to stick with Jesus. I love Pam's analogy she used a couple weeks ago on a Sunday morning. You just have, to, just have to be with Jesus. Let him envelop you. Let him be your friend. When you're bearing fruit, the new path that God has you on is not easily seen anymore. So when you start bearing fruit, guess what happens? Things start blossoming in your life. And that path that everyone else is on is no longer easy to be seen anymore. So what do you have to do to navigate this new place that you're in? Let God illuminate your path. He is the lamp now unto your feet. If you're walking on this path, you don't need God to illuminate the light, the, the path. You're walking on it. So everybody else, well, you're just following everybody else over here. But when you're over here and you're in the good ground and the fruit begins to come up and the harvest begins to come up and fruit is produced in your life, guess what? It's kind of hard to walk through a wheat field and be able to see or a cornfield, isn't it? It's bearing fruit, so you need a little bit of illumination. And every step you take as you're walking forward, God continues to illuminate that path. That's what I mean by connecting with Jesus. That's what I mean by being connected with him. So what kind of fruit do we get when we, when we begin to walk this way, when we get all the way over there? Say, Pastor Jason, why do I want to be over there? Why do I want this fruit? Why do I want this word in my heart? Why do I want the fruit? Well, guess what the fruit of the Spirit is? Love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's over here. That's not on that path over there. You see, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's actually something that you have to work at to develop with Him by abiding with Him. There's the gifts of the Spirit and there's the fruit of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit is something you can have right now. The gift of salvation, you you don't have to toil for that. You don't have to work on that. The gift of being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's a gift. You can have it. You can have it tonight. You can have any one of those tonight if you want it. But the fruit of the Spirit, it takes some work. This is fruit. This takes time to build. This has got to get in the soil. You say, well, I became a Christian yesterday, and I don't have a complete and other life of self-control, faithfulness, goodness, kindness, and gentleness. I don't have it either. I've been a Christian since I was five. I won't tell you how many years that means I've been a Christian. I'm still working on this stuff because the fruit happens over time. Continue to work on it. And the more you be intentional about getting through all the stones, through the thorns, into that good ground, into that soil, the more that fruit is able to grow because the seed of the Word of God can now be planted. And the cares of the world and the enemy that comes to steal it and to choke it out can't have it over here. He can take it from over here. We have to get ourselves over there. So tonight, guys, I want to spend some time praying just briefly for us that are here tonight, that we would have the courage to walk from where we're at on whatever path that we're on to get into good ground. And then after I pray for us there, I just want to begin, I'm going to pray over these prayer requests that we have here tonight uh, from the connection cards. And then I want to just open us up to have some time of corporate prayer and uh, Rich will turn uh, the music back on. So let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you, Father, that we can establish that word in our heart. That we can meditate on it. We can focus on it. 
And Father, whatever we have to do tonight in our hearts, help us to do that. We're going to abide with you and you're going to help us. We can do all things through you, not on our own. But Father, I'd ask tonight that you would help each and every one of us to start rototilling our hearts, getting rid of the stuff that is not of you, getting rid of envy, getting rid of lust, getting rid of fear, getting rid of strife, getting rid of division, taking all those rocks, all those thorns, all those things out. And we can only do it because of you. And Father, I just pray tonight that each of us will have a heart that is open to your word, open to your Holy Spirit. Not just tonight, but as we leave here, as you speak to us, when we pray, when we drive, wherever we go, that we'll be open to your word. Father, let us be good ground that you can plant seed in. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And Heavenly Father, we just lift up these prayer requests to you. We lift up Regina. We pray, Father, for her parents, Bob and Roxy. We lift them up now. They're in a nursing home. Father, and they became very, very ill. And they have dementia, Alzheimer's, and we just speak against that in the name of Jesus. Give them strength. Give them peace. Father, heal first and foremost their hearts, Father. Minister to them tonight, even as we're praying right now. Minister to them. Father, we lift up Derek. We lift up Derek for all healing and direction in his life. Healing and direction in his life now in the name of Jesus. For everything that concerns him. For his work, for his life, for his relationships, all of it we lift up to you tonight. Father, we just pray for a a friend of the church called Sophie. We just lift her up to you now. She lives in Colorado. Father, we just thank you that you are leading and guiding her away from those who are tearing her down. That you are taking her in a new direction. You are assigning her new friends, assigning her a new church. Father, where she is growing. We thank you for that. We lift up uh, Evelyn to you right now. We thank you that you have already done the work for healing in her life. It is done. It is done. It is done. I know she has many testimonies already. I pray, Father God, now for strength. Strength of her body, strength of her mind, strength of her heart, strength now in Jesus' name. Father, we lift up every person that's being affected by strife. We speak against strife in Jesus' name. It is not of you. It is from the enemy. It's meant to destroy, to divide, and we speak against it now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over it now in the name of Jesus, and we cast down strife in every person's life in our church right now in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you now. We're praising you for a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We thank you, Father, that we could be witnesses and minister to relatives and friends. 
We thank you, Father God, that even now you're putting people on our heart that we can pray for. We thank you now, Father, that you are putting people in our paths, even tomorrow, that we can pray with. And we thank you for that. Father, we just thank you as people are looking to potentially move, that your will be done. You will take care of everything that concerns them. If it's selling a house and that's what you want, then let it be sold in Jesus' name for the right price to the right people in the right time. And we thank you for provision for people that are moving, taking care of all of their needs and every concern that we have. And we thank you, Father, that this is going to be a year 2019, a year of provision and of harvest. We thank you, Father, for provision and for harvest within this church, within this community, within our own lives. We thank you and we speak it forth in the name of Jesus. Provision and harvest. Provision and harvest. Starting now. We're not waiting for 2019. We're starting it right now in the name of Jesus. Provision and harvest. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray. In your precious name we pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We're just going to turn some music on now. And I just encourage you to, if you want to walk around and pray, you can. If you want to sit where you're at, you can. Let's just worship Him. Let's just pray and lift up all things that concern us tonight. No place. We'd rather be. Father, there is no place we'd rather be than in your love. Than in your arms of love. We thank you for it. And Father, we just, again, we pray tonight for provision and harvest in every person's life. Provision meaning everything that they need for the journey that they are on. We thank you for that provision. We thank you for that provision. I want to read this prayer as we close tonight. I read it before, but I really just felt led as I was sitting over there and was praying that I just want to speak it and read it over you guys tonight. It says, Father, thank you for making us righteous and accepted through the blood of Jesus. Because of that, we are blessed and we are highly favored by you. We are the object of your affection. Your favor surrounds us as a shield. And it's the first thing that people come into contact with. Thank you that we have favor with you and with man today. All day long, people will go out of their way to bless us and to help us. We have favor with everyone that we deal with. Doors that were once closed are now open for you. You will receive preferential treatment. You will have special privileges. You are God's favored child. No good thing will he withhold from you. Because of his favor, your enemies cannot triumph over you. You have supernatural increase and promotion. We declare restoration of everything that the devil has stolen from you. And we call it back in the name of Jesus. 
You have honor in the midst of your adversaries and increase in assets. Because you are highly favored by God, you will experience great victories, supernatural turnarounds, and miraculous breakthroughs, even in the midst of great impossibilities. You will receive recognition, prominence, and honor. Petitions will be granted to you, even by ungodly authorities. Policies, rules, regulations, and laws will be changed and and reversed on your behalf. You will win battles you don't even have to fight because God fights them for you. This is the day, the set time, the designated moment for you, us, to experience the free favors that God profusely and lavishly abound on our behalf. Father, we thank you for those promises. Those are based on your word. That prayer is based on your word and has everything to do with provision in every area of our life. We just speak it. We thank you for it. We receive it. In your precious, precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank you guys for braving the weather tonight, for coming out. We will see you on Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.